This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. And this is Season 5, Episode 36 of the Four Star Spurs Podcast. Today I'm your host, Tommy. With me this week are John. Lovely to be with you as always. Lucas. Hello, hello, hello. And coming back from uh, a little bit of a break, Scott. Hello, guys. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, So for people that don't know, I'm... Just taking the reins today because Anthony and his wife Shannon are actually in Colorado right now, um, enjoying the scenery and nature. So he'll be back, uh, I think, on Wednesday, just in time for the Aston Villa game. But he'll be back hosting next Monday. So hopefully, Anthony and Shannon, you are enjoying the trip. Uh, we do have a lot to talk about today. We're reviewing, previewing matches. Uh, we got three halftime segments today. We got John doing his loan update, Lucas doing his locks, and I have four big, or relatively big stories. One big story about for uh, my back page update. Um, so this is going to be, a t- well, it could be a long one, but hopefully three reasonable you'll enjoy. stories and one giant story. Uh, let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so but let's dive right in. So yesterday. We won 2-0 against Wolverhampton Wanderers. We actually shut them out. I am pretty pleased with that. Hopefully everybody else is. Uh, Harry Kane scored and a surprising uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg scored, but he also had an assist. Um, I didn't really have a lot to complain about. I felt like I usually should on dire, of course, but I thought he didn't play great, but he played well enough to preserve the shutout. Um, I thought Delhi played well. Uh, one thing that actually surprised me was, well, not surprised me, but Suns pressing I thought was great. But who wants to go first with their thoughts and opinions? John? Yeah, um, I've got a couple of thoughts. One, um, it could easily have been 6-0. I have never seen both posts struck um, in the same attack before in my life. Um, I think they're very unlucky not to score more than that, but I'll take a 2-0 anyway. And the the other thing I want to mention is that it seemed to me that the team was playing with some freedom. And I be, uh, the only thing I can put that down to is that Mourinho had his way of doing things and you had to do it that way. Um, I, I think evidence of that is obvious. Uh, uh, free in the box for the goal, but that wasn't the only time he came forward. Whereas in the past, he's always been, um, he hasn't uh, surged forward like that. So I, I put that as an example of uh, of some things that I thought went very well, but this was kind of what I expected out of the team at the beginning of the season. You know, playing with some abandon, um, getting good chances, uh, getting a shutout. Um, all you dire naysayers can shut up now. He had a brilliant game. Um, so I, I'm just—I've been very intrigued to see the team play under uh, Mason, and I'm very pleased with what he's been able to do. 
So that's my uh, that's my mm-hmm. kickoff. How do you, how do you feel about well, that, Luke? We have hit the uh, we've had hit the post the most in the Premier League this year. Um, <laughs> something like thirty four times. I don't. Know, I'm, I'm pulling it out oh, of my butt because I don't. Yeah, remember. I'm looking on BBC. I'm looking on BBC. I can't. I saw it, but oh, well, actually, the only one that I saw here is Harry Kane hit the word work nine times this season, most since Kevin De Bruyne, also nine. And the only person hit the woodwork more in a season is ten with uh, Robin Van Persie. So, but sorry, Scott. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, we didn't mind when he hit the post, though. You know, mm-hmm. playing for Arsenal, I don't give a crap if they scored or not. But, uh, yeah, Luke, what do you think? Yeah, um, let me see. The um. I think, John, you kind of summed it up where you have – it was very – I think yesterday was kind of what we thought it would be. There wasn't a lot that surprised me. Uh, the hitting the post thing was um, just unfortunate. Like you said, it could have been six. I think um, that being said, too, I think they had some opportunities where we let them get away. A team with better quality or a team that finishes better, they have a couple – a little bit more talent up front. I think they slot a couple of those homes. We gave them – we left a few right in front of the box or – right in front of Hugo that we got a little got away with. But I think for the majority of it, it was just our quality won out. Um, there wasn't too much that surprised me. Was there some things that I did like? Um, I loved, I thought Hoybeer played amazing. I thought Delhi had moments where he was really well, but then had some moments that I think he, I don't want to use lazy. I think that's a bit harsh, but there were some moments where he just looked off. And again, I don't want to put too much on Delhi because that's going to, come that's going to come back with regular minutes and I think that it was just there was some good things that I was excited about yesterday um but I'll take the win he does seem to be back uh into the in, in the interest interested category now whether that's you know him playing for a spot somewhere else or you know I mean that now that the fact that he's gotten into games whether he's looking for someplace else or if he's actually playing because he wants to we don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. Um, I think he's been waiting for his opportunity. Um, for whatever reason, he was in the outs as far as Mourinho is concerned. I thought he had a terrific game on um, on Sunday. I mean, I really did, um, along, with a, along with a lot of others. But uh, that, to me, was the Delhi Ali that we like to see. Uh, he was... He nutmegged a guy, he did some flicks, he served balls up on a plate, he was running around all over the place. Uh, ah, he was just superb. Just, just that should have had at least wanted. one goal. Yeah. 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 See, well, actually, funny you mentioned that, well, Lucas and John, like, yeah, I, I know you said harsh, or it would be harsh to call him lazy, but, like, it's kind of like a dim- – way he plays, it's, I feel like it's similar to Berbatov, where, like, he tries to make everything look so easy, and he lays everything, trying to make it smooth. And for him, sometimes it backfires, and, sometimes, and sometimes it works great. So, I mean, you kind of have to, de- or you kind of have to take it and deal with the good and the bad when it comes to him, unfortunately. But, Lucas, you had your hand up? Yeah, I, I think um, with that comes... I was just happy to see, I know, yes, 
you'd have to take the good and the bad in terms of trying to nutmeg somebody all the time or try and make things fancy. Um, but I was just really happy to see him come out and actually take players on. That's been something this year that I've been extremely vocal about, and it drives me insane how we just refuse to actually take people on and run to the end line. And Kelly just shows that I, I think I, I use the term respect a lot. Like we give these teams so much respect where Delhi was, uh, it's nice to see someone like Delhi come in and just say, screw it. I don't care who you are. I'm going to try and take it past you. Something I'm backing in my, or I'm believing in my own talent and I'm backing myself here that I can take you on and beat you to the goal. So I think it's, it's great to see guys like Delhi come back and kind of inject that into the team a little bit. And I would love to see if that, I would love to see that catch on. And all of a sudden we start to see Sun taking guys on more or our fullbacks taking on guys more, or even LaCelso trying to take a run at somebody or something. But um, I really hope that that's, that's something that Delhi can bring in that can kind of spark the rest of the guys to start doing it too. Yeah, I think you're right. It's sad that we've only got two games left to, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to get anything done, uh, which is kind of crazy because, uh, you know, this has been pretty bloody awful, miserable season and uh, suddenly seems as if players are having fun. I mean, that's the other thing about Delhi on Sunday. I think he looked like he was having a good time and uh, we haven't seen that in a while either. Uh, but he wasn't the only one. I mean, they were they were all having a good time out there, I think. Speaking of, John, um, I think this is... A- probably the most appropriate time because how you're saying it's not the greatest of times right now, just the current state of the squad. We got no manager. A lot of people have either signed extensions or appointed somewhere else. Uh, So I, for one, have been looking forward to the new season and shoes brought up an interesting question. So I have told a few people the bar, like Peter, for example, I'm like, I am waiting or I'm just ready for next season because Skip's playing are probably going to play. So I want to see how he does. So we actually brought up his question. um, Where is it? Okay, so Skip has shown um, a lot at Norwich where uh, he can have confidence in passing forward. Um, A lot of us, I won't name names, but a lot of people said Winks could have been that guy, but a lot of things he does is pass sideways or backwards. Um, So for a way... For away difficult games, can you see us playing him as a double pivot as part of a midfield three? Maybe paired with, so it'd be him, Hoybear, maybe Lacelso or Ndombele. I'm not Any sure we can off? say anything on that yet because we don't know who the manager is going to be, and you know the manager is is going to be the primary source of whether. Uh, I mean, if if the Mourinho tenure is is anything to be seen. If we play certain kinds of football, there you're you're not going to get the players to participate. You're gonna you're gonna fall into a hole just like Mourinho did, and you know who knows. So you can't really answer that question yet, Lucas. What do you got? Yeah, I think Scott's point there is bang on. Uh, I think the manager is going to be that's going to be the pivotal thing right there. And like if you look at uh, like in Dombele, for example, under Ryan Mason, it looks like Mason has zero interest in playing in Dombele. And it's just, it's going to be whether or not this new guy has any faith or belief in Skip, or if you, if he has like a type of system that could opportunity or like could uh, allow Skip the opportunity to come in and grow. 
but Skip's going to need regular minutes. Um, and I hope that the the new guy coming in has at least some plans for Skip because he just yeah. seems to be such a talent that we're not going to that we haven't been able to use yet. Yeah, despite who the manager is, I think Skip's got a place in this team. Um, certainly, his uh, managerial support at Norwich has said that uh, they think he's ready to play in the uh, in the Premier League. Um, they would take him on another loan if he were to be offered. So, he, I mean, he's ready and playing, and I think he's going to be an asset no matter who comes in. But as you say, um, different managers have different ideas about how the squad is going to play, how it's going to set up. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing him at White Hart Lane or whatever you want to call it, and um, I think he'll be a great addition to Tottenham. Cool. Um, I don't know. Does anybody have anything else about this game? Because, I mean, I, I, if not, we can go into MVP, LVP. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I honestly didn't spend very much time actually concentrating on this game. Um, I've been dealing, you know, just sort of dealing with the, uh, the lackluster, you know, team so far so i didn't really have much you know i I don't have much reason to watch uh you know have fully um with absolutely nothing to play for (laughs) which is no well we do we do have some things to play for um well trying to get out of we can talk about that a little bit bit later but um (laughs) With a bit more of a positive attitude, I enjoyed watching them on Sunday. I think that uh, there's a number of players that could be put forward as um, MVP. Uh, Hobier, Dele Alli, um, all had good games. Dyer had a good game. Um, but my MVP is going to be Dele. I really enjoyed seeing him. I think he played a terrific game, and um, it's just nice to see him, and I think he deserves it. Sounds good. Um, so I'm, I'll just go next, just to let uh, Lucas and Scott think about it. So John actually mentioned mine, uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. Uh, I would say that he did everything yesterday and it wasn't even just the assist and goal. Uh, he was doing what we want from a D mid. He was controlling the play. He was dispossessing, did it all. And I got, I mean, in terms of a complete game, I would say it's, it's as good as you can get from him. Who wants to go next? Lucas, what do you got? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in just because I had the same as Tommy and for the same reasons. The goal was nice, but um, in my head, I was thinking he was playing of a MVP caliber before he even scored. Um, it was – that was a complete, complete performance from him, and it was great to see. Um, so, yeah, Hoiberg was my MVP by a mile. All right. Well, it's nice that we have a choice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh um, I, I think I'll have to agree with with you too. Um, I think Hoiber, if we hadn't had him on the pitch that um, that, that day, uh, it would have been a different game. Uh, I think he was playing very very well, um, and we got lucky. So, and I guess we do have something to play for, John. We have we have to play so that we're not in that third level of whatever the hell that is. Uh, uh, Europa <laughs> combination. Because um, if yeah, we get that... in. If we get into that, I want to either say, no, we're not going to do that, or we play absolutely the youngest squad we can possibly play. And I, you know, just to get people, because I don't want to be in it. 
Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, think uh, I think I agree with you there. But um, we've still got a good chance of sixth in the Europa League, and uh, I think that's got to be our goal. Obviously, Champions and League's out of it right now. I don't we believe we could stand a chance at that. We don't, I, mean, I think I think we're completely shut out of Champions League at this point. No, yeah. well, we're not. We need a few acts of God. Let's just oh, okay. Say, but well, that it, but it's it's. Bar everybody else losing their shit. Yeah. It's mathematically everybody... possible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not going to happen. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's do LVP for a very quick first half. I would say. Um. So John brought up like, oh, there's numerous possible or quite a few possibilities for LVP. I actually had none. I mean, if I had to say one, it'd probably be Hugo because he didn't have to deal with a lot. But that's actually really good because we need to worry about that aspect. So. Hooray. John, who do you got for LVP? If yeah, is- I've got I've got Lo Celso. Um I don't think he I don't think he really got in the game. Um while everybody else was seemed to be out there having a good time and um he just seemed to be on the periphery. I d I didn't think he excelled uh, on Sunday, so he would be my L V P. I don't disagree. Fair enough. Lucas, what do you got? Yeah, I had Lo Celso as well written down. Um he's just I don't know. It's I don't want to take it too harsh to think that he had a couple of nice moments yesterday, but um, he's just he seems very off the mark as to where we need him to be for us to be moving forward in the right direction. And it doesn't seem like he can be that guy for us. And it's just disappointing after almost two years now to still not be seeing consistent results. from Scott, I, I think both. Uh, I think that that choice is valid and accurate. Um, I. I I think I'm going to defer to to that opinion, um, just because I, I I feel like I want to say Regulon, but I'm not sure I could point to anything specific about his play that that really really bothered me. He just seems like he's been off this last this second half of the season. So well, I don't know. I thought he had a good game Sunday actually. Well, that that may be cause to to dispute mine because I I really wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> Well, you're entitled to your opinion, but I mean, while I do agree with this sentiment of not a lot, or it's kind of demotivating to watch Spurs, but we have dealt with worse, so. Oh. I mean, I still watched it, I just wasn't concentrating <laughs> on it. <laughs> no, I don't, no, I still don't blame you, because like, for me, I'm like, I'm hosting today, I'm like, I gotta take notes, I'm housing, I'm like, okay, I gotta, if I have to rewind for the DVR in my friend's place, so be it, <laughs> um, but thankfully I didn't have to. I'm, but like, if I'm not recording, I'm like, I can just enjoy the match and just yell and not look at my phone, but oh well. Okay, so that is a 19, a little under 19 minutes for a first half. Uh, we got an action pack second half, but we do have a pretty meaty halftime. Uh, John, you do have a small loan update for players that are still playing. Yeah, so what I what I decided to do for the final loan update of the year um, is just uh, tell everybody who um, who we've got on loan that's still playing. Um, as well as that, there's just one thing I want to touch on, and that is that uh, Troy Parrott evidently had a game of his career. The last game he played for Ipswich, um, I think... Uh, he was uh, voted man of the match. He scored the only goal and evidently was fantastic. So very, very, very glad to hear that. 
But um, as as far as who's playing, who's still playing? Um, first of all, I'm going to go to La Liga. Um, Gazaniga played again for Elche on um, uh, on Sunday. They won. Uh, basically, at the bottom of that league, there's three teams that uh, one of three teams can go down. And certainly, Elche have had a turnaround since Gazaniga has been in goal. Um, whether or not they drag themselves out, um, I I don't know. That it's going to be very very interesting because we've got uh, Huesco, Elche, and um, Real Valladolid or whatever. Uh, are all, I think, on 33 points at the bottom. And uh, they're playing Iber on Saturday. So watch out for that. If they win, then there's a good chance that they, that they won't go down. Uh, but they do need uh, the other two to drop points. So we wish him a lot of luck. And then who's left in England playing? Well, I don't know if anybody saw today, but there was a big upset in the championship playoffs when Bournemouth beat Brentford. Um, Brentford were the number one seed in the playoff. Bournemouth were the fourth seed. Bournemouth beat them, and Carter Vickers was part of that um, of that team. Played very well. Um, he's going to play again in the next round if they keep winning. Um, he could be back at Wembley, um, playing for a place in the uh, in the, in the uh, Premiership. Um, Ioma is in the playoffs. He's playing for Lincoln. They play Sunderland on Wednesday. And then again, Saturday, those playoffs are home and away uh, with an aggregate score. So he's still going to be playing. Um, and then uh, shout out to Okenda and Tracy, who got uh, promotion with Cambridge United into uh, into League One. So well done. Well done for them. Um, they don't have to play in the playoffs, so they must have come home. But uh, but nonetheless, it's really nice to see our loanees helping out um, other teams and being successful. And the only other one who will stay out on loan is Brandon Austin, the goalkeeper playing for Orlando City, who will play for them for the MLS season. So that's about it. Everybody's home. A couple of injuries. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where we uh, where we go from there. But uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a roundup for for this year. Let's look and see what's going to happen next year. So, all right, that's thanks, John. Yeah, I'm actually pleased that you brought up uh, Troy Parrott because I was talking to a friend earlier today, albeit a gooner. I'm like, I don't have hope for Parrot. You know, I'm like, but at least he's putting it together. Hopefully, maybe another year on loan. We'll see how it goes, and. He might be a late bloomer, kind of like Harry Kane, where he just comes out of nowhere when he's like 21, 22. But um, next up for our halftime, we got Lucas with his locks. Take it away. All right, fellas, here we go. We got Luke's locks coming at you. The first one, we're going to start. We got all of our games on Wednesday this week, so make sure you get those locked in quick. First one is Spurs minus one at home to Villa. I think the way Spurs have been playing lately, I think um, Villa doesn't seem to have anything to play for, so I expect our talent to win out similar to how it did against Wolves on Sunday, and I expect us to win by more than one goal easily. Second one, Palace at home to Arsenal, going to take over two and a half goals. Both of these teams have, again, very little to play for, and they have shite defenses, so look for there to be a host of goals in that one as well. Now we're going to take an under here with Liverpool at home. Uh, is away at Burnley under three and a half goals. 
Burnley is going to like to sit back and try and shorten the game. So I could see this one maybe in like a 2-0 or something to Liverpool, but definitely take the under three and a half on that one. And your fourth one here is West Ham, under three goals away at West Brom. I think West Brom is going to do something very similar to Burnley. I don't think this one's going to be a shootout. I expect West Ham to probably bottle it because this is as close to they've been to Europe in a while. So now that it's getting down to the end of the year, take a nice low scoring under three in that game as well. There you have it. There are your four locks of the week. Let's go get that free money and let's get rich kids. All right. Thanks, Lucas. Uh, so, as I said earlier, my name is Tommy and this is your back page update. So, I got a few uh, newsworthy articles, one bigger than the most. So, as we call it in the biz, that'll be a teaser. So, that'll be the last one. But um, first up, in our never-ending quest for a new manager, let's just talk about it. Um, I did get a rumor, or I did see a rumor earlier this week that the departing manager from Bayern Munich, who was rumored to take over for Joe Kim Lowe at Germany, um, Hans I Flick, apparently is on the list of potential managers. Uh, I looked at Skybet for the current odds list, and I'll just give you the top five right now it's uh number one is simone inzaghi that last name might seem familiar uh his brother filippo inzaghi uh the goal scoring machine used to play for ac milan um he's current manager of lazio seven to four odds uh next up scott parker four to one another interesting or another note uh they got relegated or Fulham got relegated last se- or last week so it might be an easy motivator to bring him in, but it sounds like the Khan family for Fulham, who's their owners, want him to stay. And for those who don't know, they do have a lot of money. Um, next up, Brighton manager Graham Potter at six to one, eight to one. I don't know why this is so high because I don't know why he would want to leave. But Brendan Rodgers from Leicester City, who were playing on Sunday, uh, and then fifth, uh, right now he is the manager of Lille who is currently top of the league of League Un, is Christophe Gaultier, is, or at least that's how I would say it. Um, that's 12 to 1 odds, and then tied with 12 to 1 odds, current Belgium manager, former Wigan and former, uh, well, former Swansea and also former Everton, Roberto Martinez is at also 12 to 1 odds. Um, anybody have any thoughts about whether it be Hansi Flick or any other of these options. Because, I mean, not a lot of traction has been happening this past week, but this is still an ongoing thing that we kind of have to talk about. Lucas? I think the I think the Rodgers one is just nonsense. I don't see why – I don't see why you'd want to go from playing Champions League. He'll He could be with Leicester in Champions League next year and then – why you'd want to just say, nah, I'm going to go to Spurs instead. I, I don't get um, what, fi- I, I mean, financially, I can't imagine it either. I got to expect he's being paid well at Leicester. So I, I don't get what the motive would be there. Um, for me, I, I, again, I would still like to see Scott Parker get the shot. Um, but who knows, you know, like you said, there's a reason that you could bet on this stuff. We just don't have an idea at this point, but. I'm hoping whoever he is that comes in and is able to get the most out of these guys. 
I think we're going to end up with somebody we haven't really even talked about, and we're going to be disappointed with them. Um, I'm, I, yeah, as I said, I think I said <laughs> Coming before, in hot with that optimism. I, as I said before, I, I, today's not a great day for me because I'm not optimistic whatsoever with, uh, you know, the, uh, the big headlines and stuff today. I'm, I'm rather down on Levy and down on Enoch because of certain situations. Um, I, at this point, am not expecting anybody. Well, I, I, anybody that I had wanted is already out of the running. So I, I don't know what the, the thought process is on uh, hiring a new manager, but I, I honestly don't think Scotty Parker is 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 nearly the, the, the candidate that's going to take us somewhere else. Yeah, uh, Scott, you're a real Debbie Downer today, John, you're aren't muted. you? But, um, you know, John, I think muted. I don't know enough about particularly the foreign managers that are being discussed. Um, I don't know anything about them. And uh, it could be, it could well be, Scott, as you say, that we get somebody and we will go, who? Um, and then we learn about them. But uh, I also think that Mason, uh, I think there are odds that Mason keeps the job. Um I'm not sure that's the ultimate answer, but if we win out, then um, he would have only lost one out of six games in the league. Um, I think that says a lot, and And, uh, hopefully he'll stay involved with the club. And for the record, John and everybody else, uh, Ryan Mason's currently at 20 to 1 odds, so you might want to put uh, maybe a tenner on that, because I mean, let's be realistic. we wanted to get Nagelsmann, but he's go, go, allegedly going to Bayern Munich. Like I said, Brendan Rodgers, like, why would he want to leave? And also Leicester, I mean, their scouting has been great. They're a very well-run club. They're just not a heavy hitter yet. I, I do believe they will be eventually, um, just the way how things are going. And, like, why would Brendan Rodgers want to leave after he's won an FA Cup? Uh well, the so, only reason the only reason he would leave would be money, and we're not the kind of club that throws silly money at people. Yeah, and well, the and like the Brendan Rodgers thing, it kind of reminds me of Wande Ramos. We pried him away when he was in Champions League, won two UEFA Cups at the time, and then it backfired. Uh, and Scott, I think Scott's definitely right because it's probably gonna be like, I mean, while. Pochettino was like the fourth or fifth option. We, I mean, we're, I, I don't know how many options we have right now, but or we had that got turned down. I'm assuming Rodgers, Eric Ten Hag, Nagelsmann. So I think whoever we get, will, it'll be mildly surprising. And hopefully kind of like with the Pochettino hiring, it's going to turn out well. I don't I'm think better. the Poch, I don't think Pochettino was our fourth, for, fourth choice. I think he was right up there. I think it was well, like one or have, two. We wanted Van Gaal. Apparently, he turned us down because he went to United eventually. Right. Uh, we right. wanted um, Ancelotti. He said no. Oh, see, I didn't know about the Ancelotti. Well, that because what I read, I think Levy actually had a direct quote. He actually said Ancelotti was his first option. Mm. So, so Pochettino. So, based on that, Pochettino was at least third option. So. Who knows? Ancelotti's Ancelotti's supposed to be going back to Real, isn't he? I have no idea. I, 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 think, I think there was I think there was some rumor about 
uh, Real finally uh, ditching um, Zidane. Zidane and Ancelotti coming back. Well, that would be interesting, but I mean, fair enough, I guess. I mean, <laughs> Everton, Everton fizzled out at the be- from the beginning or after their great start, so kind of like us, unfortunately. John? Um, I also think that a lot of this is newspaper talk. Um, oh, definitely. You know, they're, they're the ones putting throwing these names around, and I don't think... Um, anybody outside of a few people on the board know who the hell we're talking to. And, uh, you know, the rest of it is just newspapers trying to uh, create some conjecture, which I think they're doing very well. But, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I'm intrigued to know. And I really, I just want a manager that will allow the players to, to play. And I don't think we've had that with Mourinho. Maybe bring back Harry Redknapp? You certainly um, let the players play. No, 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 no. no, um, no. I think we need somebody a little bit uh, technically more able. Fair enough. Um, I, I did say that in jest, though. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he won King of the Jungle. Let's give him some respect. Yeah, yeah but so he, he did take have... over when we were third from bottom, if you haven't heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he was also the guy who was completely had his head completely elsewhere while we were still running in the in the running for for Champions League and he desperately wanted to go to England so I I can't he he's lost all his uh his luster because of the fact that he just yeah. he didn't keep his eyes focused on us and he you know we we dropped out of the top 4 rapidly I mean, after that yeah let's he's also older than god so I mean I, I can't <laughs> see he's taking on a young an well, old well let's guy. be realistic he's not going to get the England job anymore. This, if we got him, and I'm putting oh, double that. Oh, he would have gotten the England job a long time ago if he was yeah. ever going to get it. Yeah. And I'll, I mean, of course, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but if he was to become Spurs manager again, this would be the last hurrah. So he would do everything in his power to win. But yeah, I yeah but I, 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 to, I totally agree with once, you're done. I totally <laughs> agree with John, though. We need somebody with some technical awareness and just not. Or like as Raphael Vanderbilt said, just run around a little bit, you know. Uh, Lucas, final thought? Yeah, Before final thought. On. I think no matter what we – and this is probably one of the reasons that I'm leaning towards like hoping for Scott Parker is um, is, is it going to work? Is it, I don't know. Um, I don't have a crystal ball. But I, I, I do know that he has a backbone and he has an idea of how he wants to play, which is an identity, which is what – it's the main thing that we need right now is – we need to have that identity as a club and how we play. And so until we get that, I just don't think things aren't going to get better. So when whoever we're bringing in, I really, really hope that whether it's someone we've heard of or not, I hope it's somebody that comes in and makes it very clear what our identity is as a team. And then we can start growing that way. Cause until then it's going to be more just wins like Sunday or getting blasted like uh, at Leeds week to week. It's just going to be more chaos. So, um, I'm hoping whoever comes in just comes in and makes it very clear what our identity is as a club. I agree, Luke. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so uh, story two out of four, and this is, John would say, uh, very much conjecture because I haven't found anything official uh, in our group chat for the podcast. Um, I forget who put this in. I think it might have been Sam, British Sam, but apparently 
rumors flying last week, and apparently today it was con- or a few days ago it was confirmed that uh, Spurs have agreed terms with PSG to send uh, Serge Ori back to- there to Paris. I'm. I mean, we'll see. I don't think we have room for that because Matt Doherty, he's he didn't even feature yesterday, and Serge had an injury, um, and Tenganga played, and that's not even his. Uh, specialty position, which is center back. So I'm like, I don't know. What are you guys thinking? I mean, because the only thing is Pochettino probably won't play him because he played Trippier over him. And the only thing is, or I mean, since it's PSG, big payday, that's the only thing I could think of. Anybody have any thought? Or John? Yeah, I think we've had the, the one position we seem to be really struggling with over the last few years is right back. We've got rid of guys who have gone on to do very well, Carl Walker and Trippier. We've bought players that we thought would be great, like Doherty, who isn't. Um, we, Aurier, you know, if he were to go, it, it wouldn't worry me that much. I mean, he does have a good game every now and again, but for every good game, he has a bad game. Um, I, I, I just, I, if he were, if I were to build the team now, with uh, people that were available uh, in the squad, then Aurier would have a big question mark by him. Uh, but uh, Tanganga had a great game. Whether or not he can continue to play at, uh, at that position would be interesting, but I thought he was very, very solid. Um, I'm not sure about Doherty. I really aren't. He seems to have gone out of favour with two managers in a row. And... Uh, you know, do we have any of the uh, any of the loanees that are going to come in at right back? And I I don't see that either. I mean, Carter Vickers, who's getting, I mean, he's playing centre back. We've got a lot of centre backs. Okendo is playing centre back. Um, but if he, if he were to go, uh, we would need to get somebody solid in there instead. But I think we would need to get somebody else in, even if he didn't go. Fair so, enough. Scott, what do you got? I, I think the biggest question to uh, all of this is, are we going to have any kind of transfer budget to bring anybody in? Because I've read more than once that we are not going to have anything to bring anybody in. So uh, all this talk about losing people and no talk about people coming in, uh, except for the the one uh, center back, um, I, I think we have to be questioning what kind of trajectory we are on right now. And I, again, going to be positive as hell. I see us not competing for things for quite some years after this. Just want to chip in and bring up the mood a little bit. Thanks again, Scott. Um, (laughs) Anytime. But, but no, your, your point is very true where um, again, that money's going to have to come from somewhere. And unfortunately that's going to be sales. So um, we have to, kind of come to terms with the fact that we might be losing a lot of our uh, a lot of our squad this summer and it might be I know we have a question I think Tommy's got a bit coming up about the Harry Kane news and stuff like that but that might be something that we have to come to terms with as well that maybe we have to lose Harry Kane sometime this summer but um, that money we have like John said we have so many holes to fill I can't imagine us letting Serge go without a backup plan because I thought um, I thought Tanganga played well um, but he's, I, I don't know if it's a out of favor thing with the manager, but he's kind of, we, we see him come in. It's very uh, reminiscent of uh, Walker Peters 
where he comes in and he has a great game and he plays great. And we all think, wow, what a great option at right back. And then we never see him again for six months. So I, I think, I don't know where we're going to get a quality right back from. We thought it was Doherty. Couldn't be more wrong about that one. Uh, but I think if we're going to, I don't, I don't imagine us letting him walk this summer without having a replacement because we are very weak there at fullback. And I just don't know that money's going to have to come from somewhere. So we're probably going to have to sell a lot of people, but I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know yeah, if look, we'll let Serge go. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at Tottenham's transfer history in the past, we, the net outlay has been very low because we've, We've used the money that's come in and spent it on players, uh, or lose, use the money on players going out to bring players in. And so we've always been very fiscally frugal, um, which is not easy to say. And I don't suggest that's going to change at all with the lack of revenue that's occurred during the past season and a half because of the pandemic. Um, but it does not put us in a class by ourselves. I mean, every single club in the Premier League has lost revenue this year. Um, so what goes on in the in the transfer season, I think, is going to be uh, is going to be different than any other year we've had in the past because of the ability, uh, the availability of funds and uh, who's going to be available. So I think it's going to be a little different. Uh, Scott, uh, I don't I, I honestly don't, I don't think Levy is going to spend any money. Uh, it, so if we if we do have to sell Kane, which I really, really hate that idea. Um, I don't, I don't expect Levy to spend any of that money. I think he's going to balance out the, the losses he's had from COVID and then just continue when, when we're going to continue on with, with what we have probably minus Kane and minus Sun and probably Bale won't come back. I mean, like there's this whole, it, it's going to be, if, if Kane leaves, there's going to be a uh, spoiler alert. Let's table that. For oh, the end right, of the right, segment. Right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but I'll I'll just finalize this. Like I I wouldn't be surprised if well first it was reported that we are nine hundred million dollars or pounds in debt. I'm not. That's probably not the highest. But so I would be so Scott. I would say you're right. We're probably going to have to rob Peter to pay Paul. Um. And I'll segue this into the next one in in a few seconds, but. I mean, you don't have a choice, I don't think. I mean, it's either keep up with the Joneses, which Levy has never done, or like I said, Rob Peter PayPal. So like Man City, those type of clubs, they're going to keep up with the Joneses because they can they can spend the money like it's going out of style. They don't care. They have the willingness to spend the money. We have money. We just don't choose to spend. We don't. No, we have money, but we don't have cash flow. That's the other issue. So like, so yeah. I mean, how like, can how can we say in one breath we're ninety million, nine hundred million pounds in debt, and then say we've got the money? Um, because those two yeah. statements are completely okay, opposite. Okay, so so Enoch has money. They the do. parent company, not the club. True, but that's something that they can take from. I mean, if Enoch, if they wanted to to invest in this club, they could. And they don't. Yeah, but the whole financial fair play thing. Like, I know it they doesn't can get apply around. to Man City. They can get you know, around some creative it. accounting. Yeah, but I mean, does Man City's doing it? Or... If Manchester United's doing it, if if Chelsea's doing it, we can do it. 
can no, and will are two different things. Though. Oh, yeah, we're not going to. Not yeah. going to it at all. Well, I, See, this is why I wanted the Super League. Yeah, I would disagree. Oh, that, I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would disagree with that, Scott. I mean, the investment's been made there, not in the players, but in the foundation of the club. The stadium, the training facilities, and everything else are second to none. So you create okay, so that, and then you create the a great of, team. What's the good of having a great mansion if you can't fill it with furniture? What's the you know, what's the what's the, the the benefit of having a palace if you can't go in it? I mean, it, for, it, it's. I mean, from from Levy's perspective, he's waiting for revenue to turn around. Screw so like, that. Revenue will turn around when you start putting a product on the field. It's going to go down if you don't put product in the field. Trust me, I'm a Bengals fan. I've seen this for decades. But they still you sell out every game, though, we, do they not? Huh? Don't the Bengals still sell out every game? No. God, no. Oh, because I thought they've never had a blackout. Except that uh, one time where, like, have, a player bought all blackout. the tic- rest of the <laughs> I tickets. I thought Bengals fans always have blackouts. They, we used to. They absolutely used to. And then oh, the NFL, NFL decided that they weren't going to do that uh, something. I don't remember what it was, but suddenly we did. We got games back on. But, no, we don't sell out at all. Okay, fair enough. Lucas, last thought before yeah, we move on to quick. the next it, one. It's, the, it's, it's, it's about the way we've set up the stadium. Is It's unique to any other team in the Premier League where it is going to come back. Like, the money is there. It's not like we're $900 million in debt and it's, oh, where's this money going to come from? We know where that money is going to come from. As soon as COVID, like, things relax and start to get back to normal, we have a system of bringing in cash with our stadium that other teams don't get with their stadiums. And that's through the way we've done it by design where Levy and all of, like, the experts and the engineers that went into building this stadium it's all about revolutionizing the match day experience instead of sitting at your pub, rolling in five seconds before kickoff, getting a beer at halftime and leaving the second final whistle blows. It's all about spending money in that stadium. And there's restaurants, there's top notch like breweries and selections and all this stuff. It's the biggest team store or club shop that they have in it's the biggest one in Europe. And like, that's where all this money is going to, we just got really unfortunate with the timing of COVID, but when things start to relax and people can get back in that stadium, it sets us up to make so much more money on a match day that people like Goodison or people at Anfield or people at Old Trafford, they don't have that system set up. We do. So it's just about waiting till things go back to normal. And I think that money is going to come flying back in and we'll be able to get out of that hole real soon. So I hope I we don't do anything. I think, yeah, I, I think you're, I you're, agree you've with got you, more Luke. interest in, or, I think yeah. you've got more trust in Levy and Enoch than I do. Like, well, I, I agree with you, Luke. Um, I really do. Uh, because if you think about it, where, where does revenue come from, from any Premier League club? They, they've got the gate revenue and we've got probably the best revenue coming out of the league there because of the size of the stadium. We got the TV right revenue, which is the same for everybody. So if you can make revenue in addition to that, you're going to be ahead of the game. And we are going to get revenue ahead of that. There's already been two uh, NFL games announced for next season at the stadium. Um, that's money for old rope. It's gravy. But, but there's zero guarantees that they're going to spend that money on the team. There's well, nothing think, that says think, that they're going to spend uh, money on the team. Well, I, like Lucas, have hope that uh, I'm, I'm I used to have but hope. It's not coming I'm, in it's yet. Been, it's been draining. It's especially if what happens 
is going to happen that I think is going to happen. I, I don't have any hope in, in Levy or Enoch anymore. Well, I still do. So that's one. All. Okay. Uh, well, let's, con- <laughs> well, well, we'll continue this in the next two topics then. But um, the next one is uh, Matthias Ginter. He's currently the center back for Borussia Mönchengladbach. And he played, he plays for a German national team. Uh, they say he's a bit underrated in terms of value, but he's from wherever I read, he's solid. <laughs> um, I mean, depends on the new manager. So I think, but I mean, let's be realistic. Our ideal situation, if we're going to rob Peter to pay Paul, let's sell Dyer, bring him in. It's a wash for the uh, foreign player quota or the player quota. So, but I mean, has anybody any thoughts about this, Lucas? Yeah. I, have. I would say. Oh, I was just going to say real quick, John. Just, I was going to say, why sell Dyer when Dyer has actual potential? I'm like, let's sell Sanchez, get his ass out, and keep Dyer. Well, exactly. And I think if you look at all the centre backs, I don't have any time for Sanchez. I don't think he's got any future. I don't think he's the quality that we need. Um, I have a lot of uh, good thoughts about Roden. I think he's going to do very well. Um, how long uh, Alderweireld is going to be around is another issue. Um, but as for choices within that back, we've got Tanganga. We've also got Ioma coming back off loan. Um, so I think we've got we've got some options. But do we trade Sanchez away? Yes. Um, do we use some of that money to bring this German guy in? Absolutely, because of the strength in the squad um, in the in the short and long term. But again, centre backs like the right back have been a bit of a uh, this season have certainly been a bit troublesome. Luke? Yeah, I think um and, and something just kind of touching on yesterday as well, I think it was a great example of how our centre backs, we all know that they need to be we need to probably step up our level at centre back. But I think our centre backs have gotten a brutal rap this year, um, because of how crap our midfield has been. Our midfield our lack of midfield has really thrown our center backs under the bus. And if you look at yesterday, how many times did Wolves get the ball in, like we would lose the ball in their box. And then within five seconds, they've run untouched 80 yards and now are in our box. And now our center backs are one-on-one in this scoring situation because they didn't even have to run through a midfield. It's, it's astounding how bad our midfield has been. And I think that's really exposed and almost made our center backs unfairly take more of the brunt than they should. Yeah, it's a good point. That's it. That, that, that is a good point. And if you look at strengthening one part of the team, you have to look at how that part fits in with the rest of the team. I agree with that entirely. Um, but that doesn't mean to say we can't look at some of the center backs and say, you're just not good enough. Um, now oh, or yeah. in the future. Couldn't be, couldn't be more with you on Sanchez. Like, I would drive him to Heathrow myself. Yeah. I think there's a good 25-30% of the team that you could say that about. I mean, just that haven't either performed or haven't uh, been consistent. Um, and that's not... You can't win anything if you're, you're not... If you don't perform and aren't consistent. Yeah, I'm just... Yep. I, mean, this uh, is, I agree this with everything tough, said. This is a tough area. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I don't know. Does anybody have anything else to say before we get into the hot uh, topic? 
Because we, well, we I hope to... we get some. I uh, hope we get good center backs. How about that? Fair enough. Okay, so we all know it's the Kane rumor is the last one, but uh, so Peter actually sent me this, so that's why I brought it in. Um, chatter around. Uh, Kane is leaving. Kane leaving is getting too loud to ignore. It's mostly ITK spouting BS, but the ca- question can now be reasonably asked. Uh, does he stay or go in the summer? Scott, you were about to spew out your <laughs> thoughts, and then I stopped you, so I'll let you take this. Well, now. I, I think the rumors are true. Uh, there's way, way, way too much smoke for there not to be fire. Um, maybe he hasn't come out and said it absolutely in those those terms, because um, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna throw the you know, throw the toys out of the pram or whatever, but. Uh, I, I, I think I think he's going to go, uh, and I, I think he's not going to want to go to anybody but a Premier League rival, which both of those things are terrible ideas. Um, but I also think that this is going to cause a domino effect. Uh, when he leaves, I think a vast majority of our players are going to say, well, we're clearly not in it to win it anymore. I want to get out of here. And I think you're going to see Sun. I think you're going to see Hoiber. I think you're going to see uh, Hugo. I think you see a lot of people say, you know, they're going to do the do the dealer tap out and and try to get out of it as soon as they can. Well, once again, Scott, you and I are going head to head on this. I disagree with you <laughs> absolutely and completely. Um, I think this is paper talk. I have not heard one word out of Harry Kane's mouth that says that this is what he wants to do. I've heard, a lo- I've read a lot of newspapers that are make uh, conjecturing this. Um, I think he's above that. I believe he wants to be with Spurs and win stuff with Spurs, and um, I don't think this is going to come to anything. I mean, the other part of that is if um, if he d- if he is going to go, then Levy's going to put such a high price tag on him that. They won't be able to afford it in the current conditions. Lucas. Yeah, I think that last part that you just touched on was basically what my point is, is I think what the big thing that we're forgetting is that it's want. Um, all this stuff is saying Kane wants to leave. Kane wants to get trophies. Kane wants to do this. It's What Kane wants and what Levy wants or what Levy's going to do are different things. Even if Kane were to, like, again, I want to have a 10-way with the cast of the 90s Baywatch. Like, but is that going to happen? No. <laughs> like, I think Kane wanting to leave and go win trophies, are we going to sell you to a rival when you're a 28-year-old striker with two dodgy ankles and Levy's going to be asking 150? Who's buying that? I can't imagine even City coughing up that money that Levy's going to ask. And I can't imagine Levy... Again, why wouldn't this team there there you can't tell me there isn't like a twenty three or twenty two year old striker out there that they could invest a hundred million dollars in instead of a guy that's approaching thirty and can at least misses two two months a season minimum <laughs> with his ankles. Yeah, and, and, and who point. are these who are these journalists? I mean, who knows who they support? If they're Arsenal supporters, they're gonna be pushing this like crazy just to disrupt mm-hmm. stuff. I have a fee, I have a saying about where there's smoke. I, my saying is where there's smoke, there's smoke, not necessarily yeah. fire. Huh. Uh, but uh, or it might be uh, dry ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw that in a MacGyver episode uh, many many years ago. <laughs> uh, dry ice, pop rocks, and pop. 
But um, no, like we're so I'm looking at the article right now from Sky Sports. Like, there's no quotes. It, like, I we have to talk about this. So, like, yeah, we talked about it earlier, but like when there's everything's driving up and with the audience that's listening to this, I'm like, they're going to want to hear our take for this as well. So, I mean, of course we have to address it to a certain degree. I mean, I'm both sides of the fence, but I'm like, if I'm Harry, like I, I was mentioning to my coworker, uh, a gooner, but partially relevant, but I'm like, I told him, I'm like, yeah, if we want a trophy, it'd be great with Harry King. Cause like it might want to give him motivation to stay, but I'm like, let's be fair. And, objective about this the club has failed him with yes. this like it in terms of potential needs and wants like of course we don't know what he ultimately wants but i mean like we're not giving him trophies we're not i mean a lot of the players that we have whether it be during the mauricio pochettino years or present it's not enough and it shows that with based on the trophies that we won which is zero so i mean and I told my coworkers as well that I've kind of, well, I've grown up from the whole Bale saga where I'm like, if he wants to leave, let him leave because I don't want Harry Kane to be like Darren Anderton and regret not moving to Manchester United and not winning stuff. I'm like, and like with, or with Gareth Bale, like, okay, let him spread his wings so he can fly and finally win the Champions League, La Liga, Copa del Rey, etc. My only wish is that whatever money we recoup from this, we spend it wisely and we do it efficiently. Unfortunately, with the Bale 7, I don't have a lot of hope. But, oh well. Lucas, you had your hand up first, and then we'll go to John. Yeah, I think um, there's one thing that I'm going to be probably in the very, very... I'm going to be in the minority here, and I'm going to probably take a lot of flack for this opinion, but... I think that there needs to be some blame at Harry Kane, too. I don't like this talk of, oh, the club failed him. The club didn't buy. How many finals and semifinals has Harry Kane played in? A handful. We never got it done. It's not the club's fault. The club didn't. The club wasn't out there for 90 minutes. He couldn't get the job done against Liverpool in the league. Like, Liverpool played like absolute crap in the Champions League final. They played like shit for 90 minutes. We just played even worse. So we couldn't show up that day. You couldn't show up on any of the other FA Cup semis or League Cup finals. There's, If you want to win stuff, at some point you have to be the one that goes and wins it. Now, I think there has been – you could make the case that, yes, the club could buy better weapons or strengthen certain positions in our squad, this and that. But Harry Kane played as part of the – like what was it, the 16-17 Spurs that were the – we scored a record amount of points that – or had a record amount of points that season. We – finished third in a two horse race or whatever. I mean, like there's, there's been seasons where we didn't catch Chelsea or we didn't catch Lester. I mean, at some point we got to look in the mirror on those ones. Well, I, I got a couple of things to say. One, um, how can you say he's not doing his job when he's tied for the most goals scored in the premier league this year? Um, the other thing, as far as the rumours are concerned, I, uh, my positions are very clear. I think it's a complete load of bollocks, and I will only believe it when I see Harry Kane in front of a microphone saying, um, well, I want to leave the club. Until then, forget it. It's rubbish. Well, that's the thing. I was also told my coworker this. I don't think Gareth Bale would ever say that. I want to leave because... 
A, he spurs in, or he spurs through and through. What did I say before? Garrett Bale. Oh, yeah. Harry Kane is a spurs through and through. And from what I've seen and what he said, he's the company man. So he's not – so in my opinion, everything's been my opinion this whole podcast, of course, is that he's not going to say anything out of turn. He's gonna, Anything he does or say, it's going to be for the betterment or put the club in a good light. So, unfortunately, he might repress everything, and when he's, like, in his 40s, he's going to tell it to a shrink. But, I mean, who knows? Lucas, what do you got? Well, I think the other thing with Harry is I know he wants to win stuff, but I think he's also one of those crazy stat guys where he wants to win and break records. Um, I think that he's got – I think he's third all-time right now as, like, goal scorer, but – Say he goes to Man United and he wins a trophy or two there. Like, at what cost? Like, at what? They're not going to remember you as their all-time favorite goal scorer. They're not going to remember you as a striker that they love. Uh, you go there and you win a couple trophies. It's very hollow. Um, there's no real substance to it. Where you're not going to be sung about for years by Man United fans. They have strikers that they sing about still, but you won't be one of them. Um, them you winning a trophy for them isn't that big of a deal. But he's a couple years away from being catching Jimmy Greaves and being the all-time leading Spurs goal scorer. Like, that is a massive accomplishment, and you will go down. They'll have statues. There'll be statues built of you outside of White Hart Lane for eternity. Um, You'll never have that at United or Madrid or wherever you go to win this trophy that he would want or something. So I think, like John said, until you see Harry up there saying, this is what I want, um, I think that it's just a lot of noise, and I think that he'll probably want to stay. Yeah, the word is bollocks, Luke. Complete bollocks. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought the re- or recurring theme is conjecture, which See, I will likely name these, this episode, but sorry, Scott, go ahead. I, I thought I thought we had that same thing kind of with Bale, and that ended up turning out to be... I mean, yeah, he, he came back, and you think he's having a good time coming back, but I, I don't... I foresee him being very much like Bale and then saying, okay, well, I'm going to go away. I'm going to win these things and maybe I'll come back. The difference in that one, though, was Bale had, you were looking at Bale that was light years ahead of everyone else. He was the best player in the league. Mm -hmm. He was arguably the best player in the world at that time. And he was in his prime and he knew it wasn't going to, he didn't owe anything to Spurs. It wasn't like he was one of our own Spurs through the face of Tottenham. Like, I think Gareth was just It was the face of Tottenham. It was the face. Oh, that. yeah. But I mean, I think that with Bale, it was it was just a very different situation. He was young. It was like his prime. It was his moment to go on and do other things. I'm a Kane is again. He's what, 28, 27, like 20. He's getting up. Yeah, he's getting up there. So I, I don't think. Again, I think this could be all nonsense anyway, because I don't think we're going to get the offer that. Believe you want well, to yeah. see for a twenty-eight-year-old striker. That, that's the biggest hurdle right now. But I mean, but in general, though, like, does any player really owe us, the fans, or the club anything? Like, especially Harry Kane. He's, I mean, realistically or honestly speaking, he's given one hundred percent every time he's on the field, whether it's been great or good or bad. So, I. Yeah, I, I don't. That's kind of all I have to say about it. anybody. I agree with any, that. Anybody have any final thoughts before we move on to preview matches? 
I uh, hope I'm to, wrong. To repeat, bollocks. Oh. That's my she, final first and my final thought, bollocks. She's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's do – we got two matches coming up, uh, one on Wednesday and one on Sunday. But, of course, we'll do the first one coming up on Wednesday. It's uh, at home against Aston Villa. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it will actually be – fans will be in the stadium. I think there could be 10,000. Am I wrong or am I right? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I heard it was 10. Gotcha. Um, I remember last week there was some upheaval about the pricing, but – well, Levy needs money, and uh, as they say in Trailer Park Boys, supply and command. Are they um, actually are they actually jacking the prices up? That was yeah at the t- really yeah that's what they <laughs> uh, that was discussed last week. Nice. I'm very surprised though. <clears throat> uh, but it's okay, amazing. so it's gonna be on Wednesday, May nineteenth, twenty twenty one. It will be on uh, in Chicago at twelve o'clock Central Standard Time. If you're in the UK, it will be at six p.m. Um, for right now, uh, it said it's going to be uh, the game will be broadcasted on Peacock, and if you're in the UK, Sky Sports main event. As of right now, Aston Villa is 11th in the Premier League. Uh, last three games, they lost to Crystal Palace, tied Everton, and lost to Man U. We know they're good players. Uh, Tom Heen, I think, is still goalie. Jack Grealish is the biggest one. Rumors that I should have mentioned this, but rumors are. Apparently, we want to get him this summer, even though we could have gotten him for a lot cheaper a few years ago. Story yeah, of our that's career. Right. That's paper talk right there. Well, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Tyrone Mings, uh, I don't even know who else. Uh, that Egyptian player who's like the right wing back, I always, not great, but he's somewhat dependable. But, I mean, we still have a lot to play for, how we mentioned, uh, A, solidify our Europa League spot. Um, if we falter, I mean, we fall down to the conference league. But uh, if we win, we can also still get, uh, what, what should I call it, uh, Champions League. Sorry for the umming a lot. So, like I said, a lot to play for. Uh, some players still need to prove themselves, whether it be for resale value, push for a Euro spot, or even solidify their spot. So this should be interesting. Uh, Lucas, what do you got? Uh, real quick, is... Um... If we finish sixth, we just get into regular Europa, correct? Correct. All right. So I think this is – I think like you had mentioned too when you said a lot to play for, we still have that. I think we have – I think that's going to be the difference. This is classic where uh, our own Rick likes to say on a beach when he talks about teams at this point where right now they're on a beach. I think this is prime on a beach territory for Villa. They have really nothing to play for. This is our last home game of the season, so I think there's a lot of guys that are going to want to show up and play. And there could be guys who think this is their last time ever playing in North London. So um, there's guys that I hope will give an all at their last game at Wet Hart Lane. So I expect us to come out, and the intensity and like the the drive from us is going to far, far outweigh the drive that Villa turns up with. Yeah, I agree with you, Lucas. I think that... Um... You know, if you look at the league, there are some teams at this moment that don't have anything to play for. Um, Wolves didn't have anything to play for. Aston Villa haven't they? They're not going to get relegated. They're not going to get um, European football. Uh, you know, they're going to end up 11th or 12th, something like that. It doesn't look as if they'll slip to 12th. It also doesn't look as if they're going to get up to 10th. So 
They're 11th, and and no matter what they do, they're going to stay at 11th. And I think it's very difficult to get motivated at that point. And uh, we have something to play for. We really do. Um, not least is position in the league, but also um, I, I think the players now are, are playing to show everybody what they're capable of when they're not under the discipline of Mourinho. And uh, I think that's really going to show through. Um, so I'm I'm excited about the game. I think we're going to kick the crap out of them. Lucas, what do you got? Yeah, and I think something that John just touched on right there, I think that when he said the players are going to be anxious to show everyone, I think one specific person that they're going to be wanting to show is whoever this incoming manager is. I think yep. these are moments where if you're like if you're Delhi, for example, you can make a case to the new manager being like, hey, see what happens when I'm getting regular minutes and I have goals and assists every game and stuff like that. Um, so I think these players are going to be wanting to prove themselves to the new oncoming manager soon or incoming Very manager saying, hey, yeah, this is where this is what I can bring to your squad if you give me a shot, stuff like that. Scott, you had your hand up? Oh, okay. I'll take that as a no. Sorry. No, don't worry about it. It's all good. So, I mean, I guess my only other thought is, yeah, there's some players, but who is Ryan Mason going to feature? Because, I mean, for the most part, the same players have been playing. Like, yeah, Tan Guy and Domboy, he featured a little bit yesterday, but he hasn't been featuring for the most part since Ryan Mason took over. He's going to be fighting for a Euro spot. Um, he's been, for France, he's been being recalled, but... You never know. Sissoko, he's been recalled, but I mean, he's barely been getting a chance. So who knows with that as well? I do. You, do you think even like Doherty might get a shot? Because I don't even his motivation. I don't even know who will be there either. Or I guess the general question is, we know who's going to be chosen for the most part, but against Aston Villa for a team that um, apparently has a lack of drive and motivation and maybe going through the motions on Wednesday. Is there anybody that you think, hey, Ryan Mason be like, he might have, or like, hey, I can see it from Massonville. They're not doing that. So let's bring on somebody fresh and maybe see what they have to offer so I can bring them on for Lesser City or let's showcase them for the next manager. Lucas? I think we might see a bit of rotation because this is going to be Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. So it's going to be, three games in eight days. So I can't imagine us riding out the exact same 11 for three games yeah. in eight days. Um, so I would expect to see maybe Tanganga or uh, excuse me, uh, Ndombele, maybe him start over LaCelso tomorrow or even see uh, like a wing. Lucas roll. maybe? Yeah. I think Lucas has, has been not used the last, he didn't start. Uh, he hasn't started the last two, has he? I don't think so. No, so I, I think we'll see maybe a Lamella or a Lucas, someone like that feature. Um, I think maybe we'll see a little bit of rotation at center back. Uh, Toby in there. I didn't see what the injury was with Serge, but maybe we'll see Doherty or Serge and then Tanganga back in against Leicester. But I, I definitely expect to see some rotation. Um, I, I don't expect to see major changes. I don't think that's Mason's outlook. I think he thinks about what the best team is to go out there. And we've had a team that's been playing very well. Um, I, there may be a couple of changes, but I think he's going to stick fundamentally with those that 
Uh, he's been playing over the last few games. And or, as for as for Aurier's injury, um, what I read was that he went to Mason and said, "I don't feel so good," and so they left him out. There was no reason for why he didn't feel good, but that was it. And you know, there's another reason why I'm not too bothered if he goes. Maybe it's a case of yeah. kind of like what Ndombele had, or I mean, maybe it got really bad. And he got the case of the ligma. You never know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a case of what? Ligma. Ligma? Ligma balls. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I had that. to. I was the Go only right one that was that. like, guys, uh, I was like, God, Scott's walking right into this trap. Well, I'm I'm an old, dotty man. I don't know these things that these kids do. Yeah, I still <laughs> keep up with the memes. I'm not as young as I was, but like I said, yeah. I still go on Reddit, so that's where I get my entertainment from. But I, uh, I definitely agree. I agree with John, though, where I, I could see that because we got to remember, too, these games are really important for Ryan Mason. He wants to win these more than anyone because this is his coaching career that's on the line now, too. Imagine if he wins out and he gets us really close to Champions League or he gets us, he solidifies that Europa spot and he went, I think, what did he have, like six games when he took over? If he can win five of the six and he could say, yeah, when I took over a Premier League squad, I did this, this, and this. There's teams like this is he's still very young. He's got 30, 40 years left in coaching. So I think like these games are very important for him because this is all resume building for Mason. Yeah. Yep. Just, and like it, it, to go back to John's point, I think it's like, or how you guys were, you were saying, Lucas, like Mason's like, I know I've an outside shot. Let's go for it. And then also it's, Let's maximize our chances. They can rest and go on holiday wherever, like go to Blackpool or whatever. Or if they're Euros, like, hey, you got a few weeks off. Deal with it. You know, so, and if if that is the case, I don't blame him because, I mean, this might be his last hurrah these past two games, next two games, and go back to the UE teams. So, who knows? But, yeah, and still, but what, even if that is the case, even if he does have happen to go back to coaching, like, the younger the younger guys, that's still a hell of a resume and a hell of an asset to have saying when in 10 years down the road, if a top or a not top Premier League job, but like a mid-level Premier League job opens up or a championship. Or even if Spurs opens up. Yeah. At that time. Something like something down the line in 10 years when he's 40, <laughs> he can then say, well, look what happened when I was behind the wheel at this Premier League side. We won six out of our last seven games, this and that. Um, yeah, and also I think these I'll games that, are really important for him. Aside from tactics and training the youth, I think the biggest takeaway that he would get if he goes back to the U18s is the management of the players, just managing different personalities and whether it be like how to manage like somebody that's you know kind of soft, uh, stubborn, hard headed, etc. You know, because you you see a lot of those personalities come through when they are more established professionals. So, we'll see. Um, anybody have any final thoughts before we go to predictions? Cool. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Sure. I think we're going to win 3-0. Um, I think uh, Kane's going to get one. Son's going to get one. And um, uh, Lucas. Sounds good. Okay. Um. You know what? Oh, yeah, Lucas, let's go. Go ahead. 
I have three one, um, and I have two for Kane and one for Son. I think yesterday, uh, what was it? Uh, Mo Salah scored yesterday, which made him tied with Harry for the Golden Boot race. And I think Harry's. I think he wants that Golden Boot. I think that'd be really special for him to win, uh, get the Golden Boot, and be the league assist leader at the same year. That'd be pretty cool. And I think that he's is. one of those people that he takes that seriously. So I wouldn't be shocked if he came in with two and on Wednesday. That is actually an interesting thought because I was thinking three, three nil, three one, and then I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll just spread the wealth out. I was thinking two nil, but I'm like, you know what? I'll make it four one. And you brought up a good point <laughs> with uh, so I, I put Kane with two, Son with one, and Bale with one. But I mean, another food for thought. Um, and this will, I mean, we'll talk about Lester, of course, eventually, or in a, in a few minutes. But you like he. Harry Kane heats up in the last two games usually. Like, for example, against Lester and Hull in, what, 2016 or 2015 or 16? Yeah, that's true. When he had four and then three or something? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I, and then some other, who was, like, who some was other, it that, that was ahead of him? It was, uh... It might have been Vardy? Bro, no, I think it was, it was uh, Who's your man that went to, uh, used to play for Everton, now he went to, like, AC Milan or something? Lukaku. Yes, thank you. Uh, Lukaku was ahead of him. But we had the game in hand, and then Harry scored four against Leicester, and then I think had three against Hull. Yeah, and then you saw Michael Dawson cry. So, <laughs> so that was, I was like, oh, that looked, oh, oh, I feel bad for the guy. You're my boy, Blue. But uh, Scott, you just Scott, have you're, a, you're just having an irrational love for one one man. That's that's the thing with Dawson. Would you rather me have irrational love for two men then? Well, let's on. I mean, you do. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it sucks that he's not going to be in the Euros. Aww. Yeah, he got he got an injury. My heart bleeds for you, Tom. Anyway, I know. Uh, I'm going to go with three one. I think Harry's going to score two, and then Son is going to get one. Sounds good. Okay, so final topic of the evening. Uh, we're playing Leicester City on May 23rd. It's going to be at 10 o'clock. Central Standard Time and 4 p.m. in the UK. Right before that, Monaco GP. So for me, double header. Um, in terms of watching it on TV, I looked on live soccer TV and a bunch of other sites. They didn't show any broadcast information for either the UK or US. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the reason I think is because uh, they're all they're all the games are being played at the same time. So they're trying to sort that out. So whether it be Peacock, NBC Sports, USA, CNBC, MSNBC, NBC, Telemundo, etc., it's going to be on one of those either Peacock streaming platform or on one of those NBC networks. Um, In the UK, it's it's going to either be Sky Sports or BT. So like Sky Sports main event, football mix, uh, cricket, F. Actually, won't be F one because they'll be doing post race of Monaco. Um, BT, so it'll be either BT Sport 1, 2, 3, or BT Sport ESPN. Um, as of right now, they are third on the table, last three games. Um, they won the FA Cup final last Saturday against Chelsea, and previously they beat Man United and lost to Nat- Newcastle. Um, the game, their penultimate game, would be Chelsea. So that could, I talked about before um, with Aston they'll factor into motivation. As John said, they could be on a beach because currently they're two points ahead of Chelsea. So if they win, they're assured of at least third place. 
Maybe they can get second on Sunday. Uh, they lose or tie. They could miss out on the Champions League. As, but as I noted, um, motivating for us too. We can solidify Europa League, pretend act of God, get Champions League. If not, probably need to get uh, Conference League. Um, Lucas, you had your hand up. What do you got to say? Yeah, I think, uh, well, it's kind of what you just mentioned there, that word you just said, motivation. Um, that's the big one. With Villa, I see Villa could not really care two shits about this game on Wednesday. If you look at Leicester, they still have it all to play for. They might not actually make Champions League, which would be diabolical for them in a horrific result, seeing how their position was the last several months. Um, they're two points up on Chelsea. They're three points up on Liverpool. They have to go play Chelsea and then play us. Liverpool gets to play, I think, Burnley and some other team that they'll probably blast. So I think Liverpool is going to win out. Like, I think it's all going to be about what that Leicester-Chelsea result is uh, midweek because I think they just beat them in the FA Cup on Saturday. I don't think a lot of teams are – how many times have we seen Chelsea lose to the same team within four days? Twice. Like, it's just – Oh, okay. So I, I think that if Chelsea comes out and gets a point off them or something, now – things start to get a little hairy. And then that last game, it's do or die to try and beat Spurs. They don't want to go into that last game of the season with everything to play for. Um, so if, if they don't get, yeah, if they don't get that result that they need against uh, Chelsea this midweek, I think that could be that last, they're going to be throwing everything they have at us. But if they do get it, they're, they're safe. If they beat Chelsea, they're safe. And then all of a sudden, I think we can absolutely turn them over. Yeah, so, so it, essentially, it, to me, it all hinges on what they do midweek. Yeah, so yeah. essentially, right now, both of us, both teams control their own destiny in different European competitions. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. Um, John, did you have something to say? Yeah, I agree totally with Lucas. It's all going to come down to this game against Chelsea. If Leicester beat Chelsea, they've got third. They can't be beat. They can't lose third. So they're in good shape. Uh, the best we can do is uh, 65 points, which, um, you know, if... So we've got to think about what Liverpool and Chelsea are going to do. But the key to this whole thing is that game on Wednesday with between Leicester and Chelsea. If Leicester beat them, Leicester's got nothing to play for. I think we stand a good chance. If Leicester needs a point or, two, or three points um, on Sunday... It's going to be a completely different game. Sounds good. Uh, Scott, any thoughts? No, I think they, they expressed them quite eloquently. Fair enough. Okay, so I would say, I mean, I always go back to the whole lineup as a talking point, but, I mean, this should be – I mean, of course, there's two sides of a coin for this, unfortunately. If we win against Aston Villa, we solidify – or we're almost a certain six, and then against Leicester City, I mean, even if we, even if Leicester City needs to win, we can just put out like a scrub, not a scrub squad per se, but like we can put out Doherty, we can put out Lamella, we can put out, you know, Harry Winks would start, or Ndombe and Lacelso would start together or something, you know? I don't even know if Ben Davis is healthy, but he, he could feature in theory, or you know, you never know. So, um, I don't know. It sounds like a, a lot of you guys have 
or don't have a lot to say. So anybody have any thoughts before we go into predictions? I'll take that as a no. Okay, so final game of the season. Um, well, this is so hard to predict. I'll, I'll go, go first. first. Oh, okay, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I think we're going to lose it four to one. Wow. You think we're going to let in four goals? Okay, I'm, like, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not, <laughs> so I'm not trying a, to dissuade yeah. you. I'm that's like, a 4 1 loss from Debbie Downer there. Um, yeah, exactly. I think the other, th- the other thing, just before we, we move on to um, uh, predictions, um, yeah. let's look a little bit of, uh, about West Ham. West Ham have the almost identical record to Tottenham, except that our goal difference is substantial. They've got a couple of patsies. They could easily win both of those games. I think they've got West Brom and Southampton. So uh, I think not only do we need to be concerned about what uh, Chelsea, Leicester and Liverpool do, we ought to be a little bit concerned about West Ham too because they could pip us. And if that happens, then we go down to this um, UEFA combination, which um, I'm not excited about at all. And and not not only would we go down to this Europa competition or this like, Knock off Europa. Yeah. Be at the, it would it would be at the hands of West Ham, which would just be and tough to comprehend. I, I, I don't I don't want oh, that. They'll be talking about it forever. It would be a double slap in the face. We would have to go play in this worthless Mickey Mouse Cup, and then it would be at the hands of West Ham, which I just I don't think I could bear that one. So yeah. So if you if we assume that West Ham beat West Brom. And that we beat Aston Villa, then it'll all be down to that. Then we really have something to play for in that game against Leicester as well. Um, and I think oh, that that's that that is going to be incentive, and that's why I'm going to I'm going to think that uh, we're really going to need to win that game. I'm going to say we win it. Two, I'm going to say we win it two one with Kane getting both. Two one Kane. Sorry, two. One Kane times two. Because, uh, sorry, I, I wanted to. I know we're going around, but you actually brought up another point with West Ham because they might want to solidify Europe in general. So Everton is three points behind. Arsenal is four. Um, Leeds United is six points behind. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, it's improbable, but in theory, they could run the table and Everton and Arsenal falter. What about this last two seasons has been probable? <laughs> yeah. Well, as uh, for anybody that watches Formula One in the UK, uh, 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 it's anything and any or anything and everything can happen. Oh, fuck, I butchered that quote. <laughs> uh, sky point to Murray Walker, though. Um, but so I mean, well, so West but, uh, but mate, what do you got? If we beat Aston Villa. Um, there, everybody's out of the picture. Then Everton, Arsenal are gone. Yeah. We've got no, um, we have no, no worries. They can't catch. Neither of them can catch us if we win on Wednesday. Yeah, but I'm thinking about West Ham though, because like even if they're, if they're even on points with us, like there's, or if they or if they lose, they're going to have to put out a big squad. So like, I don't know. It might be interesting for them as well. So you know, we'll see. Well, uh, I think the most important thing is that because we have 
all these different things that we're talking about with West Ham behind us or trying to catch whoever like ahead of us, trying to solidify that. I think no matter what happens, we'll have something to play for on that final day. No matter what, we on that last day will have all the motivation we need. Leicester, maybe not. If they beat Chelsea, they'll be on the beach. If exactly. not, they'll have everything to play. Yeah. So what it comes down to is do you trust Leicester has everything to play for? We have everything to play for. Who do you think wins? And I think it's us. I like that, though. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm not as optimistic. I mean, the season's kind of been uh, – it's been a bit of a roller coaster, so I'm just like, eh. But that's a prediction. Scott, you predicted 1-3 or 3-1 to lose, but who scores the lone goal? Well, Kane's got to be at a lone goal. Of course. Sure. Uh, Lucas, what do you got for predictions? I have us winning 3-2, and Kane gets two, and Bale gets one. Kane times two. Bale. Okay. Whew. I don't, I don't know what to think. I, th- I mean, there's just so many variables, and I'm like, we're playing away. I'm... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say we tie two two, and then Kane and then I don't even know who scored. I'll say you know what, I'll say Kane scores both. Why not? I usually spread the wealth, but he wants to get Salah off his back and be free and clear with the record on his own. Um, anybody have any final thoughts before I go t- and close the recording? Well, mm-hmm. the, the the only thing I'm going to say is if we do draw, we stand a chance of slipping to seventh because West Ham win out. And I think that that's going to be sufficient incentive for us to do something. But uh, we shall see. It's going to be very interesting. Fair enough. Okay, so I guess that's it. Um, so firstly, let's thank Anthony for scheduling and production notes. Uh, myself for editing and sound. Charlie for our intro and outro music. Kevin for social media, John for his loan update, Lucas for his locks, Kimberly for the logo, and of course, Atlantic Barn Grill. We're not there right now, but uh, we do go there for matches. So, as an example, John said he will be there on Wednesday. Lucas will probably be there Wednesday, I'm assuming. Correct? Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, Lucas and I yeah, will be there. Quick, as- yeah, and definitely. Quick shout out to anyone that can, if you feel comfortable with it and you're vaccinated, come on out for that last day. It's going to be a great time. Guaranteed. Yeah. Win or loss, we're going to have a great great turnout like we did for the cup final and it'll be a great day out sounds good and uh lucas and i will be there on sunday john said uh he might yeah i'm a definite maybe and uh scott he lives in cincinnati so it might be a bit of a trek but yeah (laughs) come if you can um if you hear our names or if you recognize those voices come and say hello uh rick is usually there uh british rick at uh I don't know about tall Rick. He has, he has been there recently though. Um, Anthony is usually there as well. So come and say hello. We're friendly. And if you couldn't tell, we don't bite. Um, <laughs> but uh, of course, find our merchandise at big head media. We are now on Spotify and Stitcher. So aside from like Apple uh, podcast addict, um, Google podcasts, like we're, we're trying to get our reach even further. Um, to subscribe and uh, just to listen to our episode. Um, if not, you can always go to our website, um, but I'll get to that in a minute. But of course, hit the subscribe button, write us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, as I noted before. Um, check us out on Twitter uh, or Facebook. Kevin handles those both both of those accounts. Um, and it's at Four Star Spurs. Of course, if you want 
a catalog of all of our episodes. Or if you want to see some bios, some random articles, go to fourstarspurs.com. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Case of what? Ligma. Ligma? Ligma balls.